welcome to Telling the Tale, the podcast where we're going to tell the tale about every tell-tale video game released while the company was active. And today's a very special day because we're jumping back into The Walking Dead with episode one of season two of The Walking Dead, All That Remains, released on December 17th, 2013, directed by Dennis Lennart, written by Nick Brecken and Andrew Grant, and designed by Mark Darren and Sean Ainsworth. But of course I couldn't do it alone. You think I'm a Superman? I can't do that alone. I have to have my good buddy Dustin with me every time. Dustin, how are you? You know, Mitch, all that remains is to introduce myself. Hello. I'm doing good. How are you? I didn't even know you were going to do that. But I did all the preamble up front for once, and it became more true. That's true. That's all that because remained. We got that everything point. else out of the way. Yeah, uh, Dustin, how are you really though? I'm doing dandy. I just got done playing Banjo Kazooie with my good roommates, and that's always a good time. Always a good time. All of you are so good at that game. I know, right? We all really <laughs> brought our A game. Uh, for listeners who don't know, uh, I I watched them play it on twitch and they weren't very good at it <laughs> hey now hey you're an all-star well it's a it's a i mean it's an easy game for babies but yeah uh we're talking <laughs> about the walking dead season two episode one all that remains first off i just want to say i am really happy to be back in the world of the walking dead wow me too i didn't i'm think really interested i'm I'm happy to be thrown back into this happy-go-lucky uh, rainbow world. I didn't think that I'd be that happy to go back to it because, one, even though I liked the first season of The Walking Dead quite a bit, I still didn't like the world of The Walking Dead, so more of it is not necessarily something I was looking for. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it just speaks to the strength of the bonds that you've created with Clementine that a Clementine-focused episode, after so many episodes of this podcast not about Clementine, uh, just makes a lot of sense. It sure does. Um, so, I have a story about uh, playing this episode. Is it safe for friend. work? My fine-feathered friend. Yes, it was a great... It is safe for work. Is it pure? Is it wholesome? Yes, All actually. Right. You can I... tell it. But I'm watching <laughs> I, it. I learned my lesson after last time. Um, so... When we last played The Walking Dead, season one, as you like to refer to it as, um, I was playing on a totally different collection. Right, I was playing, right, right. I was playing on, it was just like the tale, t- I forget exactly what it was called, but it was only up through season three. I have since purchased the definitive edition that you've been playing. Right, with every single episode ever produced for it, right? Yeah, and the only reason I decided to get that version is because it has uh, the song in season one in the end credits. That's what sold me on it. That's it, Because the the collection I had didn't have it, and I think it ruins the ending to not have it. Well, there are... It does seem like there are other benefits as well. Uh, Yes, yes. The graphics seem uh, just a little tighter? Just a little tighter. Yeah, um... So, I, if you don't mind, Mitch, I'd like to kind of go, I'd like to at least touch on my impressions with this collection. Sure, yeah. So, one thing I'd like to report on is there is a nasty bug that I experienced. Oh, no. It, it's not game-breaking, but it was very frustrating. Um, I'm playing on the Xbox Series X. Me too. So, I don't know if it's a, 
problem only with the Series X or not. Um, oh, you said you are as well? Well, in between when we did season one of The Walking Dead and now, I upgraded my Xbox lifestyle oh. from an Xbox One to an Xbox Series X. Nice. Now we're playing. We have a level playing field. Very fair. Um, but something that happened to me, not just once, but in every single episode. Wow. Is if you get an achievement, the game crashes. Okay. This happened to me. <laughs> Ooh. Why did why this, does this, this happen? happen to you when you, I have no idea why it happens, but I was determined to get to the bottom of it. Because at first I didn't know what caused... I didn't know if it like just crashed whenever you reached the results screen or what. So I didn't experiment. I just copied my save file over. Because the only achievements in this collection are if you finish an episode. So it just crashes right when you finish an episode. Yeah, not that bad of a crash. Yeah, well, it only really sucks for episode five for me with the credits and the post-credits scene. Mm, Oh, sure. But... yeah. But I did f- copy my save file, and I found out it must have something to do with the achievements popping up, because I saved it near the end of chapter four, and it did crash on me when I finished it on the first file, but then I redid the ending on the second file, and it didn't crash. So I do think it's something to do with the achievements popping up. Well, so in, in my experience with this, um, I only played this episode... On a Series X, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't. It did not experience this on an Xbox One. That's that's why I think it's only Series X. <laughs> so um, when I got the achievement for finishing this episode, uh, I was looking at like the choices screen, and then it and cr- then it crashed. Then it crashed. But then I just booted the game up again, and I went back into and the can... episode, and then yeah, it, it yeah. put me exactly in the right place again. And then it just played the credits normally. I didn't have to yeah. change save files or anything it it does not do that for season one though it just okay doesn't let you see the credits um yeah i Uh, hope it stops happening well (laughs) like i said i guess it's tied to the achievements because when i replayed the ending of that episode it didn't crash so i guess it's kind of like backward compatibility problem um i mean it's an xbox one game so maybe that's such a weird i've never experienced that with any other games but yeah i I guess once you beat it the one time and get that achievement, it's like fine, but it's it is annoying the first time. Yeah, I think. But it sounds like for season two, it works better because it puts you right at the credits when you load it in. Season one, it didn't do it; it just uh, pushed you on to the next episode. Well, maybe that maybe I just got lucky or something. But uh, the thing, no, because that happened with me today too. Oh, you load okay. it back okay. up with season two, and it just it plays the credits in season two but not season one so that's annoying but overall i do like this collection but i also i feel like it really made me realize i just don't care for the graphic black setting Uh, when when i was watching videos of it i was kind of like okay well some scenes look okay some Mm -hmm. scenes don't but i i feel like it kind of does the game a disservice especially season two because it has some really nice colors yeah, in I, these locations. I think that it's not great if some parts yeah. of a game look fantastic and others look bad. You would, you, yeah. you just want the consistency. Uh, exactly. Even so if I the just consistent thing to... is like slightly worse than than optimal. Yeah. So I just decided to leave them off. Um, yeah. I I think I it's too. fine since 
you know, these games weren't made with graphic black in mind, so you're still seeing, uh, besides some tweaks they made for this collection, you're seeing the intended look for it. It's yeah. different if it's, like, a game that that was put in for when it first released. Like, Season 4, I'll pl- probably play with it. Yeah, Seasons 3 and 4, I'll, I'll probably do it, or I'll at least... Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I'll at least like play around with it. It might yeah, not exactly. even Same. be an option for those. It might just be only that. How it is. Uh, I haven't checked it out. I don't know for sure. But uh, I, yeah. I could see that being the case. Some uh, Someone, um, one of our mutual friends, and I believe a listener of the show, but maybe don't hold me to that, asked me if the Definitive Edition collection is the best way to play The Walking Dead. And I told them yes, uh, even if it has these glitches, even if it has all this other stuff that's weird and, and just impacts everything, um, mm-hmm. all of the versions do <laughs> have a ton of glitches and have weird stuff yeah. that impacts everything. Uh, and this is the best looking, maybe least glitchy version of them all. So if you're out there thinking about which version of The Walking Dead to play, it is still this one. Don't get discouraged by us saying that we had a weird problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, it only crashed when you get the achievements for me. So if you get the achievements once, if you like ever go back and replay it, then you're probably not going to mm-hmm. have these crash problems. Uh, we should. That That's what I was worried about. I was just worried like that's unavoidable and it happens every time, but that's not the case. We should do an experiment and uh, finish an episode again. Uh, right s- now? Yeah, I guess we can put a pause on the recording. <laughs> uh, if I've said anything... It's that this podcast is not important. So that's true. <laughs> if I've if I've ever said anything with that much gusto and purpose behind my voice, it's been that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, otherwise, do you like the collection? Yeah, I mean, so far it, it's real good. So far, I'm only I haven't played beyond uh, season two, episode one, but it works. Yeah. Other than those small little uh, hiccups, it works about as well as you can uh, expect. Yeah. Which is good. My understanding is that uh, seasons one and two got a bit of a touch up for this. Season three is about how it was. And then season four is exactly how it was. Yeah. Um, so, Which makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. By season four, uh, I mean, that's already nearly five years ago now. But it Jeez. was pretty much at the point already where they were doing things that we would now still consider modern yeah this is only slightly related but i thought it was neat uh aren't the same people who released the last season after telltale died i think those same skybound right Mm -hmm. i they're the ones uh releasing psychonauts 2 on a physical disc are they um yeah cool yeah i i mean i thought it was is that true is is that uh the same sky company i hope you don't mind but i'm just gonna double check that real quick yeah i'm pretty sure i i could totally be wrong but uh i i'm pretty sure they're the same uh i believe you but i just want to definitely because the we don't want to mislead our listeners i would hate it um yeah double fine announcement okay it's impossible for me to find out uh <laughs> But Skybound is the company created by the creator of The Walking Dead to house the, like, rights and stuff of The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sort of like the Pokemon company. 
Yep, Psychonauts 2, one of the best games of 2021, will be getting a physical release in September, courtesy of Skybound Games. Cool. Um, to my knowledge, they did not make games at all before The Walking Dead Season 4. Because yeah. it was it was just that guy who heard that Telltale was closing on the day that everyone else felt uh, found out it was closing. Who, like, ran over to the, the studio and just, like, grabbed people and said, hey, we need to finish it. Because uh, they were we can't just leave the story unfinished. Yeah, because they were two episodes away from having it done. Uh, Man, could you imagine a world where Clementine's story just didn't get to get its ending? Well, I mean, I would be sad about it in the abstract, but I still don't know how it got to that point. So yeah, <laughs> I have a lot more Clementine to go. Yeah, we're not even halfway there yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I always think about that as like one of the very few like industry miracles in the video game yeah. industry you hear about <laughs> things like kind of not working out as they're supposed to a lot of the time and then you hear a lot of devel- uh, development miracles but this is an industry miracle people got paid to finish the game and um then they were kept on even longer to make the definitive edition uh mm-hmm. and just to like keep them in jobs basically that that's a cool move i appreciate that that happened agreed and this isn't a Psychonauts podcast, but I just like having that uh, connection. Yeah, I don't really know why they're doing that, but yeah, because <laughs> it's, cool. it's a Microsoft published game. So I wonder if it was just like uh, pre-arranged contractual things, like it was a deal before the Microsoft deal. I don't know. I know they're both Bay Area companies. Yeah. I know that uh, Double Fine has its origins in Lucas Arts. And Telltale has its origins in LucasArts, because so I could see maybe that, but it's still a little it's, weird. It's still it's also just possible really Microsoft didn't want to do physical editions, and but uh, Skybound did, and they were like, okay, we'll allow them to publish physical, kind of like how Limited Run Games gets to make uh, physical versions of uh, some games. Do you know if Skybound does this with other things? I don't think so. I I could totally be wrong. The only reason this one was even on my radar is because it's Psychonauts 2. So it's possible they just uh, published other games I don't know about. This is good podcasting where we like both kind of don't know what we're talking about. And if there's other (laughs) examples that we could easily find out. It's relatable to the listener because we're all on the same page unless they know. Yeah, they they could know what we're talking about. They could definitely know because... Uh, yeah. It would not be hard to beat our amount of knowledge on this, I guess. That's true. What did you think of the episode? I liked it. I liked it, I think. Yeah, I, I would put it there. Um, yeah, I, do, I don't feel like it's as strong a start as season one, but there is a lot I do enjoy about it. Not nearly, right? It's It's a very sort of flaccid kind of start. In, in a lot of ways, which kind feels, of. I, that feels I, rough to say, and I don't mean it that negatively, um, but... I get what you mean, though. Not a whole lot really happens, and there, there's, like, a lot of moments with Clementine just alone. It's a very short episode, mm-hmm. and it's not especially packed. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is just getting the, the ball rolling. Dustin, I'm going to put a minute on the clock, and you got it this time. Okay, uh, say when now so it starts out with clementine (laughs) omid and krista uh they go in the bathroom omid gets killed by a girl in the bathroom uh 16 months paths 
Uh, Clementine and Krista are in the woods. They get attacked by scavengers. Uh, Clementine and Krista get separated from one another. Clementine goes into the river, and then she ends up on the shore. Uh, she explores the woods where she finds a dog that she kills, and then, uh, she finds a- she gets found by some people from a cabin. They take her to the cabin, and there's other people, and they don't like her. They lock her up thinking she was bit by a walker when she was actually bitten by a lay dog. But, um, so Clementine needs to fix up her wound- uh, despite their best wishes, and then, uh, she tries to get along with the group, and then she goes fishing with two of them, and then walkers attack, and that's the end. Yeah, I think that is a, uh, a, a good synopsis. Uh, clearly, we're gonna have to talk a, a lot more about these characters in the cabin. Uh. Yeah, we can talk a little bit more about them. Uh, just a, just a bit. And Krista <laughs> is, is, it seems like she's going to be a more pivotal character in this season than in season one at least from the outset from my perspective having not played the season before Mm -hmm. um it and that's a cool that's a cool angle because i didn't expect that in fact uh season one ended with lee telling clementine go find krista and omid it'll be good and it'll be great (laughs) i love it uh (laughs) lee says as he dies via gunshot or maybe not uh, depending on your choices. So I, I always internalized that ending as very optimistic that Clementine could ever find Krista and Omid. Maybe they yeah. aren't even in the story anymore. Um, but it starts out, and she did. She found him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then immediately loses one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... How did, you, how did you feel about that? Well, the gap between the end of season one and this probably have a couple of maybe a a week or two or something just sometime right yeah it hasn't been that i want to say a few months because krista's noticeably more pregnant she is yeah she uh she was pregnant in season one yeah but she i don't think she was pregnant enough that you could tell but here you can sure yeah she was maybe a few months pregnant in season one and now she's like six seven or maybe even eight like she's very pregnant yeah um and it appears that her baby did not make it yeah um at at least from appearances it it seems that uh the 16 months pass that's well enough time to have a baby and she is not (laughs) pregnant anymore and doesn't have a baby yeah Uh, so uh you can add that up yeah and uh, it, I think it raises a lot of biological questions with how the Walker disease works. Like, Well, also keep in mind in season one when they were in the attic and Krista just downed like the whole bottle of uh, liqueur. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you, so that could be part are of Are you suggesting that the reason this baby didn't survive is because she drank a bunch of alcohol? That's really dark. Yeah, I think that was why she did it. She didn't necessarily want to bring a baby into this world, and she tried to get rid of it at that point. Whoa. But, we, we yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty dark. Yeah, no, I hadn't considered that angle. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to think <laughs> about there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the way she and Omid are talking about the baby before Omid mm-hmm. dies, uh, makes me think that she expected it to come to term. Yeah, definitely. 
uh, yeah, because they're having a conversation where Omid says, if the baby is a boy, it should be named Omid. <laughs> and if it's a girl, it should be named Krista. Uh, that, those are not good names. Those are not good. You shouldn't. They're, they're probably... great names for those characters, but not for a baby. Yeah, they're so much older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't you know that's an older person's name because you're older? Come on, Grandpa. Um, yeah, so Omid's gone. Omid and Krista's potential child is not there. Uh, it's just Krista and Clementine, and they're clearly at their wits end up with each other. Clementine picked up a lot of survival techniques from Lee and the group mm. and Krista it, uh, apparently in the meantime, but she did not um, learn enough for Krista to feel like she's traveling with a, a learned adult, which makes sense. She's yeah. only probably uh, 10 now. Um, I think by this point she's 11. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, she, she's around 11. Uh, so she's really good at shooting a gun and running through a forest and avoiding people and fighting and survival skills like cooking and medicine mm-hmm. and uh, fire. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not smart enough to know not to leave her gun on the uh, sink counter. Well, that was before. That's before the 16-month yeah. jump. Now I think she won't do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not after the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out it's happened like three or four times after that. Yeah. Between the jump. <laughs> yeah, and Clementine just takes off her hat and looks in it and says, wow, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. Uh, so some some common bandits, a- apparently, again, mm-hmm. they could become important. I don't know yet. But it, it appears like just some some regular near-do-wells uh, corner Krista out in the forest. And they're, like, trying to very roughly interrogate her for information if she's traveling with anyone else. And, of course, Krista's covering for you, Clementine. Um, yeah. But this leads us to the first choice of the episode where you can either uh, stay quiet and try not to be caught or... You can step in and try to distract them so Krista can get away. Which one did you do? I, of course, stepped in to help Krista. Yeah, I did too, but I can totally see, like, the other side of the argument too. Like, Krista's doing this for you to escape. Yeah. It's not a bad idea to take advantage of it, like, if that's what she's trying to do. So, I this is a choice where I can legit see both sides. Yeah, I think this season is... Um... If this episode is trying to do anything very different than season one, I think what it's trying to do is just push. Um, in season one, you maybe wanted to make hard decisions that would exclude others and be bad for other people, but they would be good for you because you're scared and like you're not used to this. Um, yeah. And the the game was trying to sort of steer you a little bit toward, especially with Station Wagon Guy in the end. Um like, hey, pay attention to how your decisions are affecting other people. Yeah. Uh, because they continue to matter all the time. And what this season, just from this first episode, it might go a different direction. But from this first episode, it it is trying to say, like, okay, that was cute. But, like, we need to do hard things now. We need to do really <laughs> difficult things. Yeah. And it's... uh, Boy, you're gonna... 
you're gonna have to yeah and, and i think starting with this choice is like okay let's see how much you remember from that first season of like are you gonna be a nice guy right here because it might not work as well every time this time yeah um i like that yeah it's 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 a new angle um mm-hmm it's kind of like we explored one binary, so here's the other binary, which makes me a little nervous for seasons three and four. Uh, <laughs> I, like, okay, I don't know what ground you're going to cover now, but... What else can you possibly do? Yeah, um, but, I, but I like that. So I so we both stepped in to save Krista then. Uh, yeah, here's a question for you, Mitch. Okay. When you are uh, trying to light the fire, what did you burn to light the, fly- light the fire? The log. Yeah, good man. Why would you not? Uh, my friend Adam, my roommate Adam, <laughs> it's who is both Adam. of our friends. Like, I always say, why would you not do it? And then you're like, okay, well, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't He didn't see the log. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That'll get you. So the alternative to using the log to light the fire is you have some pictures uh, in your backpack that are very sentimental and you can burn uh, if you don't see the log. Uh, one of them is a photograph of Lee, which of course no. One of them yeah. was a drawing of Duck and Duck's family, and uh, I I thought maybe I, I yeah, which you you wouldn't want to burn it, but if those were like the two choices you had, that would be the one. I'm not so against letting Clementine forget about Duck's family. That that <laughs> seemed, I mean, like they had some good times, but it it feels like yeah, that you can leave in times. the past. Where Lee was a really special connection. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get that. But yeah, it turns out you don't have to. I, I do kind of like this. I like that um, if you're not paying attention, if you're really just not looking and speeding through, you will have to burn one of these photos. But if you take the time to look around, you can just avoid burning those and just burn the log. Yeah. Uh, so which one did Adam burn? Uh, the drawing. That makes sense. Okay, that's not yeah, as bad. You, I, you should never burn the leave <laughs> picture. Like, clearly that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are wrong answers in this game. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely wrong answers. In in the whole Telltale uh, formula, I, I think the, the, like, the surface level of why it's interesting is, oh, I can make my own decisions. But the, the under that, once you actually get into it, you realize... It's not your own decisions. You're doing it right or wrong. <laughs> you, a lot of the time. A lot of the time, it's not up to preference. It's just like, oh, you messed up if you did it the other way. <laughs> and I kind of like that. I kind of respect that. Uh, yeah. It, it, it means that the choices mean more because it's, it's not just self-expression. It's survival. Yeah. You and me both, brother. So you, uh, yeah... At that point, that's the last time you see Krista, this episode at least. Uh, they, she gets caught by the people. You try to run away. Oh, something There's... something else to talk about oh, sure. uh, with Krista. You can tell that after Omid gets killed, Clem and Krista's relationship is very strained. You can f- sense that Krista's not thrilled that it was, it was kind of your fault that Omid died. Yeah... Yeah, I mean, yes, you, you're right, but I, I think that is a little under... I think that's what they're going for. It's a little undercut that it's been 16 months, and I'm supposed to expect, like, oh, they're still just talking about that all the time? That's, like, still... Well, they're not They're not talking about it all the time, but, like, you can just feel it in her voice. She's not very uh, warm towards you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just a lot colder in, in general. It. 
that death really affected uh, the relationship between you two. Yeah, because Krista and Omid were going to raise Clementine. They had a second kid and they really were going to be a family. And now it's just like some adult woman is saddled with some kid. Uh, yeah, and exactly. That's not a family. That's just like, I won't let that's you die, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a there's a fight with these bandits. And then, like, in, during that fight, uh, walkers show up and then they get involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you get separated. Then you find a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before the dog, though, you are, you get some parts with Clementine just kind of walking through the woods on her own. And I do kind of like that. Even though, it, like, not much is happening, I do like that you're just Clementine walking through the woods until you find the dog. Yeah, I like that. I think that's cool. I think that maybe those sections have a bit less weight than they did in season one. Yeah, I I agree. But I I just like that they give you like a little time to appreciate the atmosphere. I I really like the change in uh, setting that season two has. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think so. Um especially because the setting in season one is just such a bummer <laughs> and this yeah, is and like the bummer is is palpable the bummer's in the air but you're not looking at it yeah you get some like really nice colors in the woods it's mm-hmm. a more natural setting it's really nice i've written down that the pine trees are very nelson tethers Ooh. I didn't notice that, but I feel like when I play episode two, now that that thought's in my head, I'm not going to be able to think of anything else. Yeah, look at, uh, maybe maybe I'm kind of pulling it from nothing, but like, look at the pine needles, especially in the way they're kind of drawn. It seems a lot more hand arty than anything in season one. Um, and it looks like that's, like that small aspect of the art style is what seasons three and four are going to lean hard into. Mm-hmm. Um, just because maybe at that point in the industry, it's harder and harder to compete with realistic human graphics and other AAA games, so they lean harder into like stylistic things, right? Um, and yeah, I think it was a good move. Um, same. Yeah, I like those trees. Me too. That that's the whole reason why I decided to turn off uh, graphic black is so I could appreciate uh, the colors in these uh, woods. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I thought you were going to say that's the whole reason you decided to do this podcast. Just the trees in season two of Walking <laughs> just Dead. Just the trees. I'm, I I hate to break it to you, Mitch. I'm leaving the podcast after this episode. Yeah, we got 60-something episodes in before you... Uh, that's not a bad run. <laughs> ...announce your ulterior motives, so that's pretty all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so this dog's name is Sam, though. And, yeah. And... Uh, you're totally set up for a new expectation of like this this dog is going to be my clementine to clementine's lee Um, i'm gonna have a dog friend side i'm gonna have a dog friend sidekick i'm gonna have uh situations where the dog's sad and barking but like it attracts the walkers and i need to calm it down by petting it i'm gonna have situations where like every time i get food i need to get just a little extra than i normally would so i can also feed the dog um and it turns out, no, <laughs> that's not yeah. actually the thing. Mitch, did you really think, did you go in thinking, I'm going to have a fun dog sidekick? I went in thinking I'm going to have a sad dog sidekick. 
Oh, uh, and you don't. You, well, it is sad. It is sad. It is not sticking around, and is not my sidekick. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely thought when they showed this dog, they're like, okay, this is the, 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 the like the pair dynamic of season one needs to be replaced with something. So maybe this is the thing. Now there's a dog, and um, like the dog can solve puzzles or something. That was my thought. <laughs> And uh, the dog can solve puzzles. I, you're saying this after you're laughing at it after we've played Wallace and Gromit, <laughs> where you yeah no I'm I'm laughing that. I'm just laughing because that's boy that couldn't be farther from what happened. Yeah, so <laughs> the the dog acts very friendly for a long time, uh, where the, the uh you're just walking around the campsite looking for food and you find a can of food like some corn or something in a in a trash can and you you find a knife and you can open it it's good stuff uh that's that's what you want out of a lunchtime experience that's what you want so the dog starts barking and then you have the option to feed the dog did you feed the dog i did of course i fed the dog you can say no and i'm pretty sure i understand how that'll end uh (laughs) (laughs) but if you feed the dog the dog like takes too much and then clementine says no not that much and then the dog jumps on Clementine really hard and, like, bites deep into her arm because this dog did not want to stop eating. Yeah, this is a this is a dog that has gone a long time without eating. So it finally gets to eat and you take that food away. This dog is like, no, uh, my food, actually. Uh, so Clementine kicks the dog off onto a spike and it goes oh. through the dog's body and you have the option. This is choice two. To either uh, kill the dog, take it out of its misery, or just leave it there and let it bleed out on a spike. This I this sucks. So this whole part of this episode, it's very memorable. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, people are going to remember this scene. It makes a big impression. Yeah. But boy, I knew what was going to go down. And just leading up to it the whole time, I'm like, I don't want to do this. It's, nothing about this <laughs> is good. Yeah, like, there's and there's enough choice in here. That, like, it feels like you could have found a way to get to feed this dog without putting your own self in danger. Mm-hmm. But, no. Like, obviously, there's no other thing that they coded into the game. It's important for the story that uh, Clementine gets bit by a dog for reasons that'll come up later. And it's important that you have to get rid of this dog. Um, yeah. So, my dog... <laughs> <laughs> Thing thing about my dog is that my uh, my the rest of my family is not home right now. They're off in Montana experiencing northern bliss, I guess, and Ooh. cold. <laughs> 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 and uh, so I'm I'm here babysitting my dog, just just me and him. And he we've gotten really close because there's uh, no one else to distract him. And I was playing through this, and he just sat right next to me on my bed. Sort of watching the TV as I played the video <laughs> game. He's never done that before. Any other game what an, at all. What what an episode to pick for his first time. Yeah, he watched maybe a little bit of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but then he was like, mm-hmm. I can't stand this anime bullshit. And he walked out <laughs> of the room. But this one was more to his Western tastes. And he he was like very watching it. And... I knew I had to kill this dog. Uh, I'm definitely, I'm slitting the dog's throat. I'm not even, uh, I'm, I'm not even considering 
letting this dog bleed out. And I'm maybe yeah. even considering having Clementine, if the option was provided, eat this dog. Which it seemed <laughs> like it was leading toward that, but it, it was not actually. And I'm just looking over at my dog this whole time and I'm saying like, dude, it's not you. You're you're like, you're one of the good ones. You're great. But, you know, this one, not so much. Yeah, it's not always like this. <laughs> I had to explain <laughs> to my dog. It reminds me of that one gif of... Um, have you ever seen the one that it's like ice cream that looks like a dog and they like yeah. scoop into it and then the dog looks horrified? <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's that's what that story reminded me of. Uh, but yeah, he just my dog doesn't understand screens, which is the good thing. So yeah. he just sort of watched the rest of it and it didn't matter to him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was bummed out from that. <laughs> that was particularly affecting i don't know how telltale knew the context in which i'd play this game uh <laughs> nearly nine years after it came out but yeah i did play it that way they're gonna be listening to this and say yes mission Finally. accomplished <laughs> that's the reason they shut down telltale they figured uh looks like he's not gonna go for it <laughs> we've been putting that ham steak out every weekend and he just doesn't uh. have a nose for ham steak <laughs> but yeah boy not like, I, I don't want to say I dislike it as in I don't think it should be in this game because it's very affecting. But just the whole time leading up to it, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when when Clem uh, slits the dog's throat, uh, I looked away from the screen. I don't want to see it. Oh. I don't think they show it. I think she does it, like, off screen like it does a close-up on clem well it, it shows it shows her. it from like the other side of the dog so you can't see the yeah. decision but still i don't want to see it at all i was like yeah oh. uh yeah and it makes and it that's makes that's not the last time that happens. dog dying sound yeah like that kind of thing <laughs> oh no mitch i hope you're not dying not on purpose anyway uh <laughs> so after that clementine's got a real messed up arm and she's Found by these two uh, nice people uh, named Pete and I don't know the other one's name. Luke. Luke. And uh, she was attacked by a walker and she was at her weakest when Luke uh, saves her. And he's carrying her and then all of a sudden he finds out she's bit. He drops her. Reasonable response after, you know, seeing bites like this. Uh, but she's able to convince them, no, it's a dog bite. Uh, not a walker bite. I'm not. Well, she she doesn't totally convince them because they they think it could be a uh, a lurker, oh, bite, which is why good, they lock her in the shed. Good point. Bringing that up, they say lurker. Yeah, I hate instead that. Instead of walker, <laughs> everyone just has their little cute little nicknames for them. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> I wish just one person would be like zombie. Just call them that. Well, the UI guy in. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> episode four of season one is the guy that finally put his foot down and said, no, this kid is a zombie. I've Just seen a zombie. It. This if is you, one of those. If, if you guys aren't going to say it, I will. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's fair to say that you can definitely convince Pete, though. Um, yeah, Pete believes you. Pete you, believes you, can, you. You have some people on your side. Even Luke is kind of... Uh, on your side like at first he's in the woods he's very worried he's like whoa no she's been bitten by a walker but 
it seems like he's one of the ones who's trying to convince the others, look, no, she says it was a dog bite. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But it seems like everyone else is not so uh, on that side. Yeah, so they bring you back to their, their cabin, which has a doctor in it. And the doctor looks at it and says, yeah, very well could be a dog, but like, I'm not 100% sure. And I'm not going to waste any supplies on you if that's true. Yeah, it, well, another thing is they think you might be with someone. You don't really get to hear who it is they're talking about, mm-hmm. but they do kind of converse like, what if she's with uh, these other people? She could be bad to keep around. Uh, we shouldn't trust her. Uh, so that's two things that go against her being there. Yeah, these people are paranoid. There does seem to be an outside threat and the bite doesn't look conclusive enough for the doctor to really know. So yeah, like it, it makes sense, but... I do think they go maybe above and beyond in their ability to shut out Clementine and be assholes to her. Yes, I get ready for more <laughs> of that. I think if you have a doctor, you should be able to know the difference between a dog bite and a and a zombie person. Yeah, bite. yeah. I, I think for one, just the the mouth shape and like tooth depth are yeah i i could figure it out i feel i'm not a doctor same i feel like carlos is not a very good doctor (laughs) well he's probably better in other areas but he's definitely not in this area yeah he's actually a doctor of jazz (laughs) (laughs) yeah they always keep cutting him off before he could say that it's about the diseases he doesn't (laughs) cure um one thing I really liked is that I was starting to get this this feeling that I would sometimes have a lot in The Wolf Among Us uh, that I brought up on the podcast, which was just, I know what I want to do. I know what I would do in any kind of like role-playing tabletop game. I would just do the thing, but like Telltale had not appropriately guessed what I would want my character to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I just need to choose between these other things I wouldn't do. Um, and I, I really liked in this episode, I was starting to have that feeling with Clementine talking to these people, because if I were Clementine, I would say, look, I killed this dog. So I know where it is. It's still there. Um, it it was, it's not even going to be like dragged away very easily because it was on a spike. I will show you it. And they give you a dialogue option to say that. Um, of course, it doesn't work because Luke says it's too dangerous. But I believe that excuse, uh, unlike yeah. some of the, the problems I've brought up with this in the past. I think that works really well. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that was very thoughtful, even if at that point, I think the game wants you to not be thinking about that option. Yeah, um, I like that you brought that up because that didn't even occur to me, but I totally agree. I 100% agree with you. It just never uh, crossed my mind. Yeah, and, like, if you see the dog, you could just, like, grab its mouth and show, like, look at the si- the shape of the teeth and look at my arm. Yeah, you could shove your head up the neck and, like, puppet it. <laughs> anyway, they lock you in a shed. <laughs> yeah. They lock you in a shed, I, which you get out of pretty fast. I wrote down in my notes, uh, boy, these people are stupid. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a, it, because it's not an empty shed. Yeah. It's a shed with, like, boards in the side covering up obvious holes that Clementine can sneak through. And there's also a hammer to get rid of the nails on those boards. 
And, mm-hmm. like, there's all these other things that she can use to her advantage. Um, yeah, it's great for us, but... Yeah, it's a very adventure game shred, uh, shed. It, it works out in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, so Clementine gets out and tries to sneak in the house or does not try. She succeeds in sneaking into the house, uh, and walks around with them not catching her for a while, uh, finding stuff like, uh, cloth that she can use as a bandage. Uh, I don't know. I think she found the fishing wire that she's going to use as a suture in the shed. Yeah. Yeah. She finds that in the shed and then you got to find the bandages and the, uh, peroxide peroxide there was one other thing oh the needle um right right the needle i forgot yeah because she needs to stitch her arms uh closed and put peroxide on it so it doesn't get infected uh and if if you were guessing at this point oh they won't show in agonizing detail the process of stitching an arm closed you haven't been paying any attention uh <laughs> obviously that is the centerpiece of the episode <laughs> boy uh th- this is the second scene where i had to uh look away i i thought this was very tastefully done uh is what i'll say <laughs> i mean I, very hard to watch mm-hmm. uh i i for me even with my but it dog wasn't it's harder than the dog thing to watch but no yeah no, it's just it, it it feels very accurate of like, hey, this is the situation. We're not going further than we need to. Like that one CSI game we played where they filmed a rat coming out of a dead guy's mouth for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that felt like oh, further man. than you needed to go. Uh, this... Where's Marty Party where you need him? <laughs> was that Marty? No, that wasn't Marty Party. That, was... that wasn't that episode. I'm just saying. Where is he when you need even. him? But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that is still the worst thing that we've seen Telltale do to us. <laughs> oh God, a rat coming out of a human mouth. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Um, but this, this was bloody and gory and, and uncomfortable, but it, it still felt like you're on the side of it happening because this is, it's clearly the thing that needs to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. so your emotions are toward it rather than away from it which I think uh, just makes a world of difference in in whether or not it's fun to watch or play. (laughs) Fun is maybe not the word, but... (laughs) Fun is... Yeah, not the word I would use, but... um, Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree that... um, Yeah, I totally agree that uh, it's tastefully done, and it's a memorable scene. uh, Like killing the dog, it uh, leaves an impression. Um, so all of the stuff is pretty easy to get except the peroxide for which you need to talk to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah looks your age, but maybe twice as tall. Well, so if you have a conversation with her, uh, we learn that she is 15. She thinks you're the same age, but you're not. Oh, I didn't get that from her. Okay. Yeah. She's a few years older. Uh, I, I think I got some other dialogue from her. But, uh, yeah, with the promise of friendship, and you can tell that maybe Sarah's, uh, she's, she's maybe not entirely neurotypical. Um, Yeah. With the promise of of friendship and just implying that you're the same age as her, you can get her to give you the peroxide. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then you go back Um, to the shed. Or, no, I'm sorry. Oh, well, something else happens in the cabin as well. 
Okay. Um, when you're trying to, when you're looking in the bathroom for the, uh, oh, what do you the get needle. in the bathroom? I, the needle is what you get in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you hear someone coming and so you have to hide in either the closet or the shower and it's Rebecca, uh, who is also pregnant. Uh, but you learn that it might not be her boyfriend Alvin's boyfriend or husband. I don't, they don't really say, but, um, she says, uh, please let it be his in Clementine. Uh, you have the option to take advantage of that later. You do. Uh, I did. (laughs) It was a little spicy. Yeah. It's great. That's so good. Yeah. But yeah, um, so Clementine learned something out about Rebecca and then, yeah, she can move on. To me, that felt a little like telltale. You know, I don't care about this character yet. <laughs> like, well, it's, 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 I wasn't there. I wasn't on board with like, oh, juicy. Like, oh, okay. Some stranger. <laughs> some, some Yeah, rando. I... I well, we'll just have to see how the season goes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, we can get there, but I'm saying for now, it's like, oh, yeah. don't don't you think, who do you think the baby is? Like, I don't, I just met her, I don't care. But, <laughs> I mean, maybe later it'll be important, but, um, mm. yeah. So then you, you go back to the, the shed, you do the agonizing act of sewing your arm closed, and while <laughs> you're doing that, a walker, a lurker, uh, comes through <laughs> yeah, the hole right. in the shed that you escaped from, and you need to like fight it while you can't even use one of your arms, and uh, you're fading out fast, but you do manage to hook them on an anchor. Yeah, and then beat its head open with a hammer. Yeah, um, you're 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 pretty badass, Clementine. Right now, you're like in Clementine's most enraged form. Uh, definitely the the furthest we've ever seen her go, um, which makes sense because her life really is the most on the line as it's ever been. Uh, yeah. There's so many things that can go wrong here. She can be killed by this family. She can be killed by the walker. She can be killed by the infection. She can be killed by the blood loss. Uh, she could be killed because she starves in a locked shed. There's so many things, and, and she's just sort of working through what, all of them one by one in a very adult way, and makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me sad how, uh, <laughs> just how adult she's become so fast. Yeah, it uh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I Here's a question for you, Mitch. Yeah. Throughout this game, how do you try to, and I feel like I already know the answer to this, but uh, how do you like to play Clementine here? Do you like to keep her kind of the uh nicey nice girl she was or does she do you give her a little bit more of an edge i definitely give her a lot more of an edge um that's interesting that's what andrew does (laughs) uh yeah because with lee again this is sort of an inversion that just happens very naturally between lee and clementine where lee is assumed to be terrible because Lee did murder someone in a crime of passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the more people that find out about that, the more they realize, like, wow, we probably should not trust Lee. But Lee is also just a good guy that tries, with that one exception, to, to do right by people all the time <laughs> and be very soft and, and, and nice. 
Um, right. And Clementine is a very soft and nice person at her chorus of cores, but needs to not be that in order to survive. And she needs to mm-hmm. not be that like every day. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to let her be nasty when she's got to be nasty to survive. Uh, not just because, but uh, I think that she's... Well, at this point, it, it has been well over 16 months since the uh, the whole thing started. So she's not mm-hmm. going to be especially young feeling anyway. You got to grow up so yeah. fast if you're dealing with this all the time. Uh-huh. I get that. I still try to keep her nice when I can, but also, uh, you know, I feel like she has the right to be mean at points. Because, yeah. like, uh, coming up, uh, this actually is a good lead up to where the episode goes next, where they finally, they bring Clementine into the house and you kind of have some, uh, one-on-one conversations with some of the people in the house. Yeah. And I feel like some people deserve to be, to have Clem be nice to them. Yeah. And some people do not. <laughs> yeah. So Nick is a character that is, uh, it's one of the two people that rescued her from the forest. Uh, it, it's one of their sons and Nick, mm-hmm. like as soon as Clementine comes to, and, and she wakes up, Nick almost blows her head off with a rifle just because at point blank, because he was sort of expecting her to be a walker and is constantly aiming a gun at her the whole time. And when it's revealed yeah. like, Oh no, it was a dog bite. Um, he sort of takes a, a, a moment and then he apologizes pretty profusely and for for that, I had Clementine accept that apology, and I think you know what, Same. Nick, that makes sense. I can't say that you did anything I wouldn't do. Um, yeah, you were a little hot headed, but understandable. Yeah, and he apologized for it. I feel like the first time I played through it, I was not nice to him. I feel like I was like, "No, you were a real dick," and I'm gonna have Clementine be mean to you. But this time, I yeah, why should I not accept his? He seems like legit upset and. Uh, yeah remorseful yeah he apologizes um, in a way that like i didn't even ask i didn't no one seemed to force the issue he just sort of owned up to it that's great i yeah. like you nick um i yeah sometimes we get angry and i understand um <laughs> the doctor however is an asshole uh, he is he is a lot yeah, so the doctor's like, you shouldn't have done that, gone in the house and stolen the stuff that we needed to not sew our arms together. <laughs> we were saving it in case we had to sew our arms together. Uh, <laughs> and Clementine he's, can... He's a real dick. He's a real dick. And Clementine can just be like, I probably would have died if I didn't do it. You really didn't give me any kind of choice at all. And he's like, yeah. we always have a choice. Like, shut up. Go home. <laughs> that's stupid. That's nothing. Stupid. <laughs> and he gets real salty about you talking to his daughter. Mm-hmm. He's like, stay away from her. Yeah, he does bring up a, a, an interesting point. Like, the way he describes his daughter, Sarah, is, you won't understand this at first, but she isn't like you. And if she knew mm-hmm. what was really going on out there, she would, she would be destroyed. And I don't know what that means yet exactly, but it's when, oh, go when ahead. I was remembering back to this episode, um, I always just remembered it as uh, 
oh, Sarah was just uh, super sheltered from the world. But no, that's not the case. Otherwise, I feel like he wouldn't be telling you this. Yeah, I mean, if she was, you would just, you would train her, right? Like, no one gets to be sheltered anymore. No one is afforded that luxury. You would just Mm -hmm. sort of have to, like, grow up. Um, But if she is maybe autistic or uh, maybe uh, has another sort of... uh, disability i don't know exactly what they're saying with it um i don't i don't get the flavor of what they're going for yet but uh yeah yeah. i don't think they ever tell you exactly what uh what is up with uh sarah but you it you just get the impression that uh there's something going on with her yeah it, it could be at this point it could be anything uh i'm interested in looking for more context clues as the season goes on um especially as to like why we should care in this particular way um not in, not in a <laughs> like mean you shouldn't care about this way but like why why did why is this the why should i care about character? sarah um yeah yeah, and finally, uh, did you say your name was Rebecca? Yeah, Rebecca. Rebecca comes in and she says some some real dick stuff to you, like right off the bat, without even waiting. She's she's really the harshest one towards Clementine. Yeah, and the game is very nice in that it gives you the option for Clementine to say, "So if it's not Alvin's, who is uh, who else could it be?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. the The exact choice is Clementine saying, "Whose baby is it?" <laughs> and Rebecca's like, uh, what? And that leads to my second favorite choice is the response to Rebecca is you can make Clementine say, you should probably think about being nicer to me. <laughs> I didn't get that one because I after that, I did just say, hey, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm cool. Not you. You aren't. But... <laughs> I, I just could not every single time I play I play I choose this exact same thing <laughs> just because Clementine looks her in the eye she like uh she gets an expression that's like you better not fuck with me ever again <laughs> um oh it's great yeah uh <laughs> so so you also accepted Nick's apology yeah, I uh That's big like I said, choice I, number three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt good about accepting his apology this time. I do remember when I played it before I would not accept it, but uh this time I felt like it was a good choice. Yeah, to me it just seemed very genuine and yeah. real and not worth fighting about. So I'm I'm very on the side of uh accepting Nick's apology. Um, but mm. I could also see playing Clementine a little meaner. Um, That's it, Andrew. Given given the situation she was just in, it would not be yeah. uh, completely out of left field. Yeah, it, I, I could see it. I think Clementine would, even if it's not what I would do, I think she's still justified in being angry at this whole situation. So after, uh, you know, after the doctor gets a second look and sees the suture that she did on herself, um he just uh he he realizes it actually is a dog bite and she's allowed to stay in the house and eat food and uh 
uh, sleepover. So that's all that good stuff. Not die, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she does, and in the morning, Pete and his son Nick. Is Luke also Pete's son? Um. Or is it just Nick? Well, Nick Nick is not Pete's son. Pete's his uncle. Okay, but st- still, there's like a familial relation yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Luke is not part of that family? Um, oh, shoot, I don't remember. I don't think they ever, like, Okay. He go into super detail about it. Yeah, he, he seems like so. he could I think so. I think he and... I, I want to say he and Nick are brothers. That seems right, but I could also see that not yeah. being true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Nick, Pete, and Clementine go fishing. Um, and on the riverbanks, they just find a bunch of dead bodies, all shot in the head. Uh, th- this was the work of another live human faction out there, and you hate to see that. They mentioned a name, yeah, I... I forgot the name. It's like Oscar um, or, or like a Hector. Who, the... who do you mean? Pete and Nick very quickly in passing just say, hey, do you think this could have been Hector? Uh, Carver. 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 Yeah. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. this could have been Carver? And then Clementine asks, who's Carver? And they don't answer. Do you, does one of the bodies on the beach look familiar to you, Mitch? Ooh. Um, oh, it didn't. But now that I'm thinking about it, is it the guy who, I don't remember the name, but it, from 400 Days? Um, that... Uh, that what? Well, okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it, it is from 400 <laughs> Days. Is it the guy yes. that picked up the the black teenager character uh, and then drove him to the diner? No, it is Roman from uh, Shay and Becca's story. Uh, the bald guy with the biker jacket. Basically like the guy in charge during that story. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, he was one of the dead people. Okay. Huh. Okay. Okay, so if he's he's dead, I guess Shay and Becker are all right. All uh, right. well, yeah, <laughs> because remember, you choose you can choose to drive away with them, so they get away from him. Yeah, but also, um, Shay and Becca are not going to be caught by Roman anytime soon because he's yeah in the yeah he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, he has a hole through his head. Yeah, I'm glad that you caught that because I. Uh, it's been too long since I played 400 Days, so I wouldn't have caught that. The, my, the thing is, I think this is my first time catching it. I think this was like a new discovery. I don't recall remembering that. Uh, 400 Days. It, it, I don't remember any characters' names, uh, and I'm very. I only Wyatt. very loosely remember their stuff i didn't replay it before this because i i replayed through all of season one in like two days to get up to uh season two in this new collection mm-hmm. 
Um, it, but I, I just decided 400 days and eh, I'll get to it sometime, mm-hmm. but I needed to get to this one. Yeah. I mean, you played it for the podcast, so you're probably good. Um, yeah, I, Pete has a line I really like here. Uh, when you're looking ar- around at the bodies, he says, uh, this wasn't no rinky dink pissin', pissin match. Yeah, I did like that line. I, I noticed that and I, mm-hmm. I thought of you specifically when I heard it. <laughs> This ain't no rinky-dink pissing match. And Clem's like, what? Um, so Clementine finds her own backpack uh, with yeah. one of these guys. Uh, and in her backpack, she has water. And she has the ability to give that water to uh, a, a guy who is who looked like he was dead but is only dying. Um, I refuse mm-hmm. to give him the water. Ooh, I gave him the water because I'm just too nice a guy. But uh, I like Adam also did not give him water when he played earlier today. Yeah, I I, I saw uh, Adam's choices. I had all the same choices except one um, as Adam. But yeah, I'm I'm not going to give this dying guy water. Like this is the this is the uh, the cutoff. I think with Clementine, Clementine is a great person, a wonderful person. Um, but she does now. But have you don't to want survive. to help attackers. You don't want to help attackers. You don't want to waste resources. You really don't have to. This guy can't not die. This guy has can to I die give, right now. Can I give you my reasoning for giving him the water? Sure. I thought that if you gave him the water, he would tell you more about what happened to Krista because sure. you're trying to ask him and he's just like, please water, give me water. And it, I, I wondered if, uh, if he has water, if he'll be able to, you know, communicate a little more with you. Does he? Um, no. Okay. Yeah. How's it cool. go? If you give him water. Um, I think he's like about to tell you, but then is interrupted by, uh, the lurkers attacking. Okay. <laughs> Seems like a non-choice, but fine. Y- yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that really gets me is that he's in a river. <laughs> There's plenty of water all around you, buddy. Yeah, like, if you can't scooch over to the water to drink it, like, one foot, you're not going to live with water. Um, <laughs> Clementine tries to tell him, and he says, no, fish pee in that water. <laughs> fish pee. Ew. <laughs> Yeah, and then Clementine just fills up her bottle from the river and then gives it to him and he <laughs> forces it in his mouth. Well, then he doesn't think fish peed in it because it's from a bottle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, much better. Fish can't fit in here. Uh, it's it's sort of like, you know that thing with koalas where they're they're so dumb that all they eat is eucalyptus leaves. It's their favorite thing to uh-huh. eat. It's the only thing their brain is really trained to see. Um, isn't isn't it that like they can only eat it if they're in the trees if you like give them eucalyptus they won't eat it yeah i mean even if they are in the tree you can give it the leaves to them on a plate and they'll be like i don't even know what this is what the fuck is this (laughs) not interested i eat eucalyptus leaves (laughs) i don't know what the hell those are get those out of my face so shortly after the the water scenario um you can save either Nick or Pete from a zombie attack. Ooh, who did you pick? Well, okay, so it, it's not a straight up choice. Uh, it, it's a little weighted because Pete, they, it shows that he was bitten. Yeah. So I saved Nick. 
Oh, that's in. I picked Pete, so we're gonna have a difference next episode. Yeah, I. I've never, I've never seen what happens if you pick Nick. That's very interesting because uh, I, again, I think this is just the the realist survival mode Clementine, where Pete was great. Pete was like the only person in your corner, uh, so you want to save Pete so bad, but like, yeah, he was straight up bit by a walker. Uh, yeah, I, that I feel like that is a good way to kind of balance the options. Yeah, because you still you want to help Pete, like you said, he's the one who was nice to you. But yeah, his fate's basically sealed. You know that it has never worked: cutting off a limb, slowing down the infection, trying to treat it. You've seen Duck and Lee and everyone else you've ever cared about die horribly because of mm-hmm. this problem that uh, you you're, you just can't work around. Right? It's it's right. too big of a wall. Um, so I'm not going to save Pete. I mean, like he, <laughs> he did get bit. I, I am, uh-huh. I'm kind of done with Pete at that point. <laughs> he did. He was a really nice guy. Uh, but I am saving the person who could live. I feel that I'm super interested in seeing what the differences are. So you've never played where you save Pete. Or, no, or, no, uh, I save, always save, save Pete. I meant. Yeah, I've, but I totally get your reasoning. I uh, I feel like maybe that was the right answer, and I didn't pick right. <laughs> well, you got him next time, Tiger. Uh, That's true. Does Nick die if you save Pete? No. Oh, okay. If you save Pete... Well, I won't spoil what happens. You actually have to. Okay. Well, well no, I mean, uh, in, in the context of what happens in this episode, you do have to, that is what this podcast is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you save, if you save Pete, then Nick just kind of runs off. He fires at some of the walkers and then goes, okay. oh, I'm out of here. Gotcha. 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 Um, yeah. Cause when I, when I saved Nick, Nick got mad at me and he, he says, you could have saved him. And uh, it did not give me a prompt to say anything of, like, I saw he was bitter or whatever. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, actually, no, I couldn't have. And here are the reasons why. Yeah, let me calmly explain this to you with a blackboard while these zombies are chasing us. <laughs> You're just, like, punching them. It's like, hold on a second. Punch. All right, so anyway. Yeah, so, like, I've I've been through this family, or this, not family, but, like, this group, um... All last night trying to prove there's a significant difference between a dog bite and a zombie bite. And Mm. if it were a zombie bite, you'd be right. You should just kill me or whatever. But it's not. Yeah. So I'm good. So when I see a real zombie bite, I feel a little bit like I owe it to them to be like, all right. This one's for real. This one's for real. (laughs) uh and this is what you do <laughs> so uh yeah I, I i can't rationalize saving pete and i really wanted to so um mm-hmm. yeah i get that i have a question for you mitch yeah do you feel like this is a weird spot to end the episode yes 
I have, yeah, I wrote that down. It, it never really occurred to me in the last few times I played it, but this time playing it, I was like, this seems like a weird spot for this episode to cut off. Well, it's not just weird narratively, it's just also structurally very short. Um, yeah. It, it's only like an hour and a half or like hour 40. Um, and when you, th- when you think about how every episode of season one ended... Each, even though it was a continuing story, each episode felt like it ended at a good point to end. Like, episode one, you reach the motel. Episode two, you find the van. Episode three, uh, you are on the train, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It felt like, even though it's an ongoing story, each episode was still kind of its own self-contained part of the story. Here, it feels like you're cutting off in the middle of it. Yeah, it makes me a little apprehensive for, like the ability to think of each episode in its own way and value them individually about the rest of the season. I hope it doesn't go wrong too badly, but uh, yeah. Didn't you say in one of our past episodes that was a worry you had with season yeah. one? It that was, it was and- a worry I had with season one, but like uh, it definitely didn't do that because yeah. uh, season, like right off the bat, Episode two of season one is very focused on just the dairy farm. And the dairy farm is very much its own story with a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, Mm -hmm. So everything after that was very isolated into its own stories, except maybe episodes four and five kind of trail into each other a bit. Um, But five is still very unique. Yeah, it, a little bit, but I st- even episode four still feels like, I don't know, it, it kind of does this, a similar thing where it ends after someone got bit and it's like, oh shit, there's the cliffhanger for the next episode. But it feels a little more justified because it's your main character, like that works better as a cliffhanger. Here, it's just you escaping with someone who was bit. It feels like there should have been one last part to this episode. Yeah, yeah, because like... For me, Pete was eaten by zombies. I watched him be eaten. <laughs> um, oh, he was like straight up eaten because you didn't help him? Yeah. Like he was attacked by others and he just dies right there? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to see him later as a zombie, probably. So f- for me, if you save Pete, you and Pete run off mm-hmm. to, like find shelter somewhere to just get away from these guys i didn't know that's so crazy i didn't know he like straight up just gets killed right there if you don't help him yeah that's that's why it's i I mean it makes perfect sense but uh yeah like like he was wounded already so if you don't help him he has a really hard time mobilizing away from the zombies and they they kind of yeah uh just overwhelm him yeah exactly uh yeah yeah because like I, I just watched a guy get eaten and then me and his son are just like home alone, hands on the face, screaming, ah, and, and then that's the Clem end looks of the, at the screen and says, Clem looks at the screen and says, oh, uh, well, that just happened. It does feel like a that just happened ending, except like every, the, this episode already had like three better moments to end on. Um. Like that dog moment, the suture moment, the um, even just like going to sleep in the house feels maybe more sensible. Yeah, like that feels like it would have been 
an end to that story and then you could maybe start the next episode on the next day. Yeah. If it was already too short and you couldn't so go shorter it, than that, maybe like you see the the backpack and then Clementine's eyes go wide and then that's the end of the episode. I don't really know <laughs> why it ended how it did. Um, but it, it's fine. I, I agree that would have been a good that would have been a better cliffhanger spot. Uh, it's weird, but, you know, it doesn't like damage the episode. It just kind of makes you think. Yeah. Um, and then you get then you get a song in the credits. You do get a song. That song's good. It's a good song. I I was kind of thinking it's weird to do a song for like the first episode. Like it's it's not bad. It just kind of struck me as weird when the first season saved a big song for like the very finale. Uh so does every episode get a song or something? Um I don't remember. I think I think at least a couple others do. Interesting. Uh cool. Yeah. Should we head into our segments? I think, Mitch, we should go into our segments. Okay. My golden moment was the stitches. That's a good one. That's definitely... Uh, it. It's so cool. I think this episode has a lot of possible golden moments in it. For as short as it is, you have like like that and the dog. Yeah. Uh, you have a, a lot of moments to pick from. The bathroom. Uh, neither of those are mine, though. <laughs> the bathroom... <laughs> Uh, but continue about the stitches. What did you like about it? Oh, it's just good. There's a lot of visual effects on, uh, like, the aurora on the outside of the screen. Trying to mm-hmm. put you in the perspective of, like, oh, I'm not even seeing clearly. It hurts so bad. I'm, I'm losing blood. And it. I'm, I'm, I have to very forcefully push this needle through my skin twice every time on, on the left and right side of the, the stitch in order to pull it together. And... Uh, yeah, it it really puts you in Clementine's position in a in a visceral way, which is sometimes very mm-hmm. difficult for video games because think of just how many video games where you take damage and how yeah. it never matters and it never feels emotional. <laughs> yeah. Uh but here you really feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um so you were talking about how like the screen kind of blurs while she's like kind of uh losing it a little bit i feel like i was like actually a little worried when that happens when she's like being attacked by uh walkers because um like you know clementine's gonna get through it there's more story but like when she's being attacked by the walker and uh like you can see her visions like blurring i was like oh shit that's not good yeah yeah uh if the family didn't open the... Well, I was going to say if the family didn't open the door when they did, she'd be toast. But no, because she hooks it she on the anchor. She takes out... Yeah, she hooks it on the anchor and then beats its head open with a hammer. Yeah, she didn't need help, actually. She's good. <laughs> uh, and then, did you? what did you pick for what she says to the family after that? Like when they open the I, shed? I wrote it down because it was powerful. Um, she says, I am still... Not bitten. And Yeah, that's like that's like the one choice you can possibly pick. It's good. But what's interest what's interesting about that is uh that's the name of the team that uh I think does these uh did the definitive edition and I think finished season four. They're called the uh, still not bitten team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
I, I guess I have a feeling like a lot of people would say that's that specific line is their golden moment for like possibly even the whole series. Is that yours? No. What is yours? My my golden moment is you should probably think about being nicer. To <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> uh, choice cut. We haven't done that category in a little bit but uh Ooh, it's been a little bit ba- actually not that long i guess it was just wallace and gromit between wolf among us and this right uh no because we had uh the poker night games oh we had the poker night games and we did have a hiatus in between wallace and gromit episodes yeah um uh, yeah so it's back so i guess it's, it's been a little benefit. bit uh i yeah said saving nick or pete is my choice cut Mine too, because I I can definitely see uh, either side. Yeah, it, it was it was just like episode or season one. We we already said this, but season one is built so much on building bonds between people and using that emotionality to like create a stable, powerful unit that is stronger than the sum of its parts. And season mm-hmm. two immediately is like okay, but that's that's a little saccharine, right? Like that's a little sugary. Maybe we can mm-hmm. be a little more reasonable about it. And that guy was bitten. So, and I I can't argue with it. So it made me reevaluate the entire strategy that I was yeah, going into these games with. So I'm, yeah, that's definitely my choice cut. Yeah. And I, I got to admit, like I did save Pete, but you convinced me to be like, oh, maybe I should have saved Nick. <laughs> uh, Nick got Oops. mad at me for saving him. So... I don't know. <laughs> Ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know my whole backstory. He doesn't know my reasoning yet. I'll, I'll tell yeah, him. Yeah, so Nick does not die if you don't save him. Good to know, I guess. Here anyway. Makes me Here feel anyway. worse about the choice, but sure. <laughs> here in this... No, I think you made the right choice. All right. <laughs> I'm, he- I'm here with you. I'm, I'm on your side. Um, Weekly guy. I... I... Put down, it has to be Clementine yeah, after Clementine, all this shit she easy, does Easiest weekly guy for a yeah. protagonist in quite some time. Yeah, like, I, whenever I'm thinking of weekly guy, I try, I really try not to just default to the main character. Because, like, obviously they're going to be the most active in an episode, but that doesn't necessarily mean they should get it. But no, Clementine here definitely earns this spot, I think. I don't. I don't think I default to the main character or try not to or anything because mm-hmm. usually it just doesn't even feel like the main character. It's like Mr. Paneer or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't think we were going to be bringing up Mr. Paneer on The Walking Dead Season 2 Episode 1, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, Mr. Paneer or Snow, like that sort of character in, in the background um, who who just really pulls it all together and, and makes it feel Sib- yeah. Sybil is a great character like that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just try to keep it in mind. Don't be like, uh, don't just give it to the main character just because like they have the most screen time and you see him do the most. But um, yeah, I really, I couldn't put anyone else in this spot this episode. Partially because no one else really deserves it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I was trying to think, like, who could it even possibly be? Maybe Krista a little, but, like, probably not. Yeah, she's out of there after the first, like, ten minutes. 
Yeah. Um... Do you have an unweekly guy? It's been a while since we did. We kind of had a discussion that it's harder to do unweekly guys, but I have one. Yeah, do yours. It's Carlos. The doctor. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because Rebecca is super mean to you, but in a way where, like, I don't necessarily think she's 100% in the wrong for thinking this. Like, she's like, she could be a danger. She is probably not good to keep around. And I'm like, you're being really mean, but I get it. With Carlos, not only is he being mean, he should be a lot better at his job. He's a doctor. He should know that's a dog bite. Yeah, so we've given weekly guys uh, unanimously to villains before. And, like, those are characters we don't like. But we really like the execution of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think at this point, I can't decide if I am just annoyed with Carlos because he's written well, or if I'm annoyed with Carlos because he isn't. Um, <laughs> so may, I need to we'll see a bit see. more Carlos in order for me to like, okay, are you justified in doing whatever you're doing? Or do you have a personality really? Um, because I am annoyed with him, but maybe I'm supposed to be, and I, I kind of am giving him the benefit of the doubt right now. Okay. My unweekly uh, guy. Ooh would probably be probably luke i think do you just uh tell me why you pick luke so luke is nice like you're supposed to like him he's on your side he's he's pushing for you but he's kind of just nothing because he's not what pete's doing what pete's doing is like i'm putting my reputation on the line for you right now what luke is doing Mm -hmm. is just like sure yeah uh yeah no i'm I'm on your (laughs) side yeah or not you know it's fine I'll just be around. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'll I'll be the nice guy. Yeah, when everyone decides you're cool, I'll make you soup. And that'll be my <laughs> contribution. But not until yeah, everyone nice. else agrees. He's, he's the soup guy. I'm not doing anything risky for you. I'm just sort of going to be nice. And as an 11-year-old girl, you're probably going to think I, a 22-ish looking guy, am attractive. Because 11-year-old girls do that. Um, yeah, Clementine goes, ee, he's so dreamy. <laughs> yeah, they they really uh, broke the fourth wall a little bit when Clementine looked straight at the audience and said, I, I would, would you? And... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I, boy, something like that would totally ruin the Walking Dead story, but I would laugh so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Like fucking Kuzco and Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, did you? By, by the way, I, I think yes. we're we're uh, done with segments. Did you notice the kitchen had Benang? <gasps> yes, I did. I love that. Did not much to I, say about it, but we noticed. <laughs> it is Benang. It is Benang. Benang. I is love present. any. I love. I love any time Benang shows up. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any Benang, I think, in Wallace and Gromit. Maybe it was in a store shelf at some point. Oh, maybe. I might need to look at... I'm sure there's, like, a page that has all of them listed somewhere. I don't think so, because I tried looking into this before, and... It, no one's chronicled the Benangs? Well, it it seems like there's such a divide in fandom between early Telltale and late Telltale. No one's really doing it the way we're mm. doing it. So, uh... The idea of like, oh, I remember that from The Walking Dead, or I remember that from Sam and Max, 
doesn't seem to be crossing over that much. That is in I that is interesting. I know a lot of people do kind of prefer either old Telltale or new Telltale. I like that I'm kind of in a spot where I appreciate both. I like that you're in a spot where I'm forcing you to play them all. <laughs> so you have well, to appreciate you know, them both. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you're getting a lot out of that. Yeah, no, I am getting a ton <laughs> out of it, Dustin. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy to be playing these. Uh some weeks I'm happier than others, but uh mm-hmm. I am I'm very happy to be a part of this show. Yeah, uh as much as this is an episode that like, yeah, it was pretty good. I don't know if it was the best it's ever been, and certainly doesn't I in a lot of ways it does not live up to the um the immense store in quality that season one had um Mm -hmm. it's still like perfect for this podcast it it was the fastest one in the series so far it was uh never a stumper it was always it had some puzzles that were breezy and yeah a lot of uh action moments that were easy and some characters that might have been a little sleazy yeah there's um more of those uh quick time events but specifically ones from like jurassic park with like directional inputs yeah but they feel a lot better than the ones in jurassic park oh 100 everything feels better than jurassic park Mm -hmm. oh boy (laughs) (laughs) uh that's the show we'll talk to you next week when we do episode two i i Hold on, I have one more thought okay, I want to get okay. out. <laughs> I, I will say, talking about this episode and this podcast did make me kind of appreciate it more. Like, thinking about parts that really stood out. It, it's not the best episode, but I feel like I was a little more lukewarm before we started. And after kind of discussing its strengths, I I feel like I like it a little more than I did before we started. Yeah, I think there is definitely a special sauce that we are not tasting anymore with Sean Vanham and out of there. Um, yeah. And uh, sorry to kind of put it all on him. I know there's a lot of other people that are creatively responsible for the first season and the second season uh, and other right. people that left in addition to Vanaman. But I, I know that Vanaman is a, at, at this point we're, we're kind of talking about like, well, how much do you believe in auteur culture? Um, yeah. He had his name very prominently on season one and he famously left after season one and yeah if there's something to that i can feel it um yeah but it's, it's i'm very terrible. interested in seeing what yeah i i still enjoy it and i enjoy season two overall for the most part despite some uh fumblings but i'm very interested in seeing uh what you think going forward because mm-hmm. you just too. played season one for the first time and this is your first time playing season two it's interesting that you get to kind of play both uh not back to back, but definitely closer than uh, a lot of people did. Yeah, I. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not because season one ended in 2013, and this started in in 2013, the same year. Are you serious? Yeah. I. Whoa. Huh. That it. I remembered it being like a much bigger gap. That's so weird. No, they they ended it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, they they ended season one and they were like, well, we just made more money than anything we've ever done in the past combined. So uh, season two two is is now. It's right now. (laughs) It has to be the (laughs) biggest priority. And then it was. 
Um, yes. The end of season one and 400 days and the beginning of season two are all in 2013. That's insane to me well still i i'm still very interested in seeing what your feelings are the wolf among us also started in 2013 yeah maybe that's what's throwing me off because wasn't that between seasons one and two uh i think it was like alongside part of season two Mm, okay so it started between season one and two's starts Right, I think I should. I but should. But then look there, that there up. was some overlap. Yeah, there. It definitely seems like there was some overlap. Well, okay, that's been the show. Until next Thank time. Thank you. We'll see you. Goodbye.